Hey, Mr. Bops, how the are you? I needed some shit with some bop in it. Pretty hey. good, Randy. Okay, all right, good to hear, good to hear. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Magic Conch. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. We ain't ready, really. But we're really matter. not ready. Yeah. We're never ready. <laughs> it's like midnight where you are, you know, sipping on some things. Um, you too, man. I'm sipping on some things. Uh, it's rubber testing. It's, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> whatever's closest to me and has alcohol, you know, I'll, I'll sip on that. That's. It's the way I roll in 2021. It's ridiculous that they card you for Robitussin nowadays. Makes sense. Makes sense because teenagers will try to get drunk off of it. Uh, I mean, teenagers will also stick their fingers in their ass and call it a day. So are we, are we just going to card for everything now? I just I thought this was America. I'm sorry. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we should card people <laughs> who are more prone to stick their fingers in their ass. Uh, we really should. Make sure they have hand sanitizer. Ain't nothing wrong with self fingering, but you know, let's be clean. I guess there's. That's like I don't think that's possible. Can you stick your finger in your butt and then still be clean? I, I guess maybe. Probably yeah. not likely. Yeah, for sure. No clean asshole. Hand sanitizer. It, it's these are these are fine routes for cleanliness after self sodomy. But you know what they say, cleanliness is godliness. How do you feel about that now? That means cleanliness doesn't exist. Damn, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what does exist, man. You ready for this next topic for today? No. It's fucking music, man. Music. Oh, shit. The music episode is finally here. Oh, my God. Someone sing. <laughs> Insert songs here, future Randy. <laughs> uh, uh. Bop. Uh, mm, bop, mm, yeah, music, 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 music. I feel like we haven't really had a topic that wasn't about bullshit that was happening in the past year, which is fair because we needed to talk about the bullshit that was happening in the past year. But it's nice kind of getting back to a different kind of topic, you know, like we used to have topics about like dating or religion or whatever, even breakups and stuff like that. Like things that weren't just like global world ending news. And yes, season two, season two has been crazy, man. Like we've done everything opposite that we did for season one. Season one had like, obviously we're never organized. We never, really practice what we're going to say ahead of time for these episodes. We just kind of give each other a topic last minute and say, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like for this season too, we kind of started off with just a bunch of political shit. So it feels kind of good to just do nothing again. Like just plan nothing and do nothing until we record. So yeah, it's good. It's good to be back to our, our conchy roots, so to speak. It's true. Although, you know, keeping in mind political important shit, I might have to try to get this episode out before the inauguration. I feel like immediately the topic will be just a moot thing to put out there because it's like, oh, it's going to pop off. We got to talk about that civil war that's happening. Uh, so hopefully I can I'll find time to fit that shit in there before then. But, hey, I'm, I'm going to be bumping shit the entire time. Like we chose music because it, it still is related to bullshit, right? Because it's what what has been the respite for us this past year and really just. 
our lives in general. It's it's always music. Like music is a huge pillar, huge huge pillar to life. I feel it's just I can't imagine just not having music. That that, that wouldn't even make sense. Like you just can't not have it. Without music, I'd be dead, man. I mean, I'm. I mean, I mean, more dead. to be fair, more dead. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No. But without music, especially during COVID, like the pandemic, I don't know, man. I don't think none of us would have made it. Honestly, I think music is just such an important topic. People kind of take advantage of uh, the fact that they can access millions and millions of songs and artists the tip of their fingers. It's uh, it's kind of wild. I know you and I going back go back and forth a lot about this, but you and I tend to have the same opinion that food is like junk food, so to speak, or music is like junk food, so to speak, where there'll just be appropriate times to just listen to everything. Like for me, if I'm studying, I like to listen to some classical music, maybe some soundtracks for films. But like if I'm trying to grind on a girl in a club or some shit, I want I want some of that I don't know, some of that future, some of that uh some of that Drake, Drake. some of that yeah. Some of that two chains. Yeah. Some of that all I want from my birthday is a big booty hoe. Like there's it's like junk food. There's junk food. There's five course meals. There's mm-hmm. snacks. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I mean music is just such a such a vast and diverse creature that how could we not talk about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And man, I miss my I miss my junk food music, man. Like I still bump it, but I miss the context. Of those junk, like exactly what we said, like at a club, like I just want some dumb, catchy shit right now that I could dance to, find someone to dance with me to it, you know, because sometimes I also just need some shit with some bop in it. And then, you know, let's go. And it's a whole different context, like this entire year from, well, from March 2020 to now January 2021, I haven't been in clubs not a single club during that time, which is exactly how it should be. And I miss that. I miss just vibing out, grabbing a $14 whiskey and listening to uh, to some ratchet shit. Uh, now I just have to listen to the ratchet shit here with uh, whiskey drink, drunk from the bottle, which is fine. It's fine. It's just a different context. But Don't lie to me. You listen to Young Thug all the time, don't you? I I put on a little two-hour sing-along YouTube playlist yet last night. I was just fucking vibing. Young Thug was on there. It was uh his track with J Cole, uh, London, which I I don't like that song apart from J Cole. And it's a good thing J Cole has the first verse because then I could just listen to a minute of it then move on. But it's like yeah, fuck, I'll bump to some thug. Good for him. He's a unique individual. It's uh. But even without the club context, it's 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 been a pretty good past year for music. Like a lot of my artists dropped new shit that I loved, and like yeah, this heavy rotation got me through those three hundred days of solitude and misery. I mean, it's still ongoing. Let's not lie to ourselves. Oh yeah, sure. I'm still going through it, but they they got me through what it was so far. So all right. All right. All right. Well, uh, listen, man, if I had to pose a question to you, then tell me. And of course, anybody listening to this episode, tell us in the comments section. But uh, what's really been that that either album or that song that's kind of helped helped you get through the pandemic? Uh, there's got to be one. I have. I have one. I'm sure you and I will have the same one, but go for it. Oof. 
I don't think we'd have the same one. If you had to pick a song, uh, man, there's, well, let's start with albums. Like, I think the year's kicked off in 2020 with this out of nowhere album from Eminem, Music to Get Murdered By. So that was awesome. That was, that was a dope, like, before COVID was really popping off in the States, just had that Eminem album on fucking just just uh, a loop look what i'm planning <laughs> napkins napkins yeah dude he's just like his, his his flow is great you know he's he's like 47 or some shit had a great flow great like premonition intro started off great you gonna learn with royce was awesome for some reason he had ed sheeran on the on the, on the album whatever that's fine he had uh what's her name is a young ma Remy Ma? No, no, no. I think it's Young. Is it Young Ma? Young M.A.? Young Ma. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like <laughs> Eminem doing a feature with Young Ma. That's that's out of nowhere, but this track was fucking hot. He had Black Thought on a bomb-ass track called Ya Ya. Ya Ya was probably the first half of the year. Uh, that song was my theme song. Ya, 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 ya. It's just... Some rap cipher, beautiful, beautiful pieces of music. Um, By the way, I fucking love how Eminem does that randomly. Like he'll just throw on some random artist that you thought he'd never work with, and then you just you would just love him even more. Like for instance, uh, it wasn't his album, but he was on the uh, I believe it was the Yellow Wolf album, Radioactive, where he was on uh, throw. I think the track's name is uh, Throw Him Up or something yeah, like that. Out with uh, yeah, Boo. Yeah, and he just threw Gangsta Boo in there. I was like, oh my god, I never thought I'd hear Gangsta Boo and Eminem on the same track, but there there it was. <laughs> so yeah, he, he does that a lot, and I love that shit. Yeah, he was like, whatever. Like, if you can spit or add to the song, yeah, you'll, you'll get a feature too. I'll, I'll jump on your feature. Uh, so yeah, that whole album was filled with stuff like that. So that was a, a beautiful first half of the year, which is replaying that. And then, of course, of course. I know what you're going to say. Of course. Let's say it at the same time. Count of three. One, two, three. Run the, Run jewels, the jewels full. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, and, you know, they were, they were dropping previews and shit for RTJ4, but I didn't really, I didn't expect that before the year. <laughs> I think it dropped it in June, uh, which was a great time to drop that because I was, you know, I was protesting with all my people and kind of needed that anthem to get you through it. And anytime I was like walking up to a protest or just trying to get my mind right for, that environment I, I put on RTJ4. And there's a lot of fitting fucking tracks for, as per usual, you know, being against the system in a variety of different ways. And I don't know, there's like maybe a dozen songs on there, but I think every single one, every single song on RTJ4 is a fucking banger. Every single one. I love it so much. It's hard to choose yeah, which can't... song is the best, but the whole album is just fucking fire. Probably the best That's album you... of the year. That's how you know you love an album when every song is something you put on repeat. That's such a rare thing for me. Like, there's so many times where I listen to an album and I like maybe one or two songs, three, four, if it's really good. Very few times have I come across an album where I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't decide which one of these songs I like the most. And I think it was just a perfect storm with that album. Not not to focus solely on hip hop. You know, obviously, we, we listen to a little bit of everything, but... In this partic- with this particular album, I feel like it's just very appropriate because RTJ by nature is very political, especially Killer Mike with his lyrics. 
And just with the fact that, you know, the political things that have been going on in our in our country lately, uh, in combination with the pandemic, the lyrics, the theme of that entire album was just so appropriate. And it was just the perfect album to just say, fuck it. We need change. We need it now. And if people don't like it, they can go fuck themselves. I mean, that was the whole vibe I got from that album. And it was from head to toe. I, I still, it's still hard to beat. Still probably the best album of 2020, in my opinion, at least for hip hop. Yeah, it came close. Like it's, it was forming between, probably between Music Get Murdered by and Run the Jewels 4. But I think Run the Jewels 4 just, it's a tight 40 minutes of just classic RTJ shit. Just the lyrics, like they're as funny as they always are. They have great condensed internal rhyme schemes that I love. I'm a huge sucker for that kind of shit. And yeah, that's the topics is hit. Just, you know, uh, walking in the snow. That's probably one of the top three tracks on that on that album for sure. Uh, what's the track they had with? Uh, um, is it just it might have been just with uh, uh, Pharrell? Oh yeah, and yeah. That was Zach. probably one of the that was probably one of the biggest songs they had on that album. Yeah, uh, it's just fucking beautiful. You know, just <laughs> it just a lot of anti, you know, um, classic America tropes, anti the system, anti the establishment, anti the the white man, if you will, uh, the prototypical racist white man, and yeah, like. I probably have listened to the album probably nine times all the way through, and then there's a just a bunch of tracks. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just in the mood. I just I just need some ooh la la. I just need some ooh la la. So I'll put that on like every. Even the music day. video for that for that song just fits so well with 2020. This is like, if have you seen the music video? I don't know if I've seen the music video actually. Oh, it's so good, man. It you definitely should watch it. But just to paraphrase it, it it involves an intro that talks about how. The forces of political corruption will be overthrown one day, and then this is what that day will look like. And it's just people in the streets dancing while the city looks like New York is on fire. And people are just dancing, having a good time, and then throwing like $100 bills in a fire and just just like celebrating. It's just such a, my, my God, it's such a perfect video for 2020 with everything that was going on. Um, But yeah, it's like you mentioned, the the, the song Just... You know, you know it's hard when the when the out when the the main verse of the song is just look at all these slave masters posing on your dollars. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollars. Get it? Yeah, I love that. I love that's my favorite chorus on the on the album for sure. Which I I didn't expect uh, Pharrell to be on a track like that, but that was that was great. It's perfect. It's <laughs> a lot. Then you have yeah, you know, Rage Against the Machines, Zach on there with a fire verse. Yeah, Zach De La Roca is just like one of those old MCs that you you might know from Rage Against the Machine, but he's he's actually a really good lyricist. I think one of my favorite songs of him is with uh Oh man, I forget his name, but he does the whoop whoop, that's the sound of the police. Whoop whoop, that's the sound that I need. Oh, that right. song? Yeah. KRS? Uh, KRS? I think his name is KRS, KRS one, yeah. yeah. He did a song called CIA with KRS one and uh I think Wyclef from uh from the Fugees, and that's one of the hardest songs I've ever heard him on. And mm. he's just one of those MCs from the '90s that people affiliate with the rock band that he was part of. But 
he's tight, man. He's he does his shit lyrically speaking. Yeah, I, I was really impressed, and I really followed him for his like his solo verses throughout the years. But it's fucking fire. Like he fits perfectly with the RTJ scheme. I hope he's on future albums. They like I want them to do like a full collab. Honestly, I, I want more more of that trio together. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I love those topics. And goddamn, those lyrics are just hard. And then that chorus was—it was perfect. It was like a perfect uh, posse cut of a song. Uh. Yeah, you also you also had some other banger albums. I mean, not to focus too much on on mainstream albums in the comment section below. Definitely let us know what albums really got you through the pandemic. But just some other ones for me personally. Um, I never really liked the weekend until I heard his album After Hours, uh, that came out in 2020, and that's also been a banger for me. Like the weekend has such an interesting sound. I hear mixed things about him as a person, but just listening to that album, I can just kind of vibe with the whole thing. Uh, whether I'm working out, whether I'm, uh, you know, trying to relax, uh, whether I'm just cruising in my car, uh, the weekend seems to be pretty appropriate for all of those occasions. So that's probably been one of my other favorite albums of 2020. Same thing with the, uh, Y H L Q M D L G album by bad bunny, which stands for yo hago lo que me da la gana. And uh, that album as well, I wasn't expecting Bad Bunny to uh, to do his thing like he did, but that whole album is just a whole bop. It's it's such a good like it just has different songs that have different vibes to them for every occasion. Um, so that's probably been one of my favorite albums for 2020 as well, uh, especially for reggaeton. Like I feel like reggaeton is kind of classified as just straight up dance music or grinding music, but. No man, this one this one was pretty dope. He even released the second album, I think within the same year. Um, so he's been doing his thing. He's been keeping busy during COVID, but he's killing it. I think I just read that he overtook Drake on Spotify for the most uh for the most plays. So Bad Bunny doing his thing. Uh definitely another album that I really love. I don't know if you've heard that one, man. I've heard a lot probably like three to four different tracks off that album, but I I mean, yeah. I uh he was he was heavily featured on my playlist last night I was playing on YouTube. Um yeah, he just has I I love how that resurgence into reggaeton in the mainstream has been via mainly artists like Bad Bunny um who's really this the daddy yankee of this this past decade. Um people who like I'll hear songs on radios that don't play music featuring uh, Spanish lyrics and until Bad Bunny then I can hear Bad Bunny on the radio three four times in a row sometimes because that's just how fire it is he kind of trans transcends the border there and yeah he's been heavily embraced and I love it um, I haven't listened to that last The Weeknd album but I'm actually a pretty good I'm a, I'm a fan of The Weeknd I've listened to every other album he's had besides this one in its entirety and they're all really like he, his voice is really good. He has a really good sense of the melody. So I'm a I'm, I'm a decent weekend fan. I'd suggest uh, traversing some of his old catalog. Uh, but he's definitely he's changed his style up throughout the years. So he definitely had a more like, I don't know, neo R&B style in the first part of the 2010s. But now Anytime I hear a song on the radio now that's mainly hip hop, I'm like, this sounds like an '80s song. Oh, this must be the weekend, and it's, it's it is the weekend. That's that's just how he rolls now. He has kind of blended R and B with like '70s, Synth, '80s, like yeah. synth music. Yeah, yeah, it's very synthy. Yeah, I kind of like that, man. It's uh, it feels very retro to me. I guess is what I really like about it. 
but he he mixes the lyrics with uh just some like hard hip hop lines too. I mean, he doesn't rap obviously, but it sounds like some shit you would hear in a hip hop song. Like for instance, in the song Heartless, he starts the song off by saying uh okay, well what were the exact lyrics is never need a bitch on what a bitch needs. And as soon as he says that, I'm just like, okay, this is just my favorite song <laughs> on this album already. It's a hard ass line. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You just watch his music videos too, and it's like watching someone on acid. Uh just just visually stunning music videos. So yeah, no, we can do his thing. Uh not to leave out my uh fellow rock and roll brethren out there. Uh but Deftones also released a pretty dope uh pretty dope I think album or song is called Ohms. That was a really good track. Um, and they also released the White Pony uh, remix album at the end of 2020. And it just had some beautiful remixes. I sent you one of them, man. You remember the uh, the Passenger Mike Shinoda remix? Oh, yeah. And that thing is that thing is just so mellow and beautiful to listen to. So Deftones also, do, also doing their thing. So many just great fucking albums for 2020. It's true. Yeah, oh, I got to check out the, the entirety of that Deftones one. Uh, I saw them in concert back when concerts were a thing, maybe five, six years ago, and they were hot then. Um, man, that's one thing that's uh, like there's a lot of good albums, like you said, but man, I, I missed that live music. I think the last time I saw a concert was in 2020, but it was in January, and it was um, most Steph and Tyler Quali doing their tour. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they came in Denver, and that was just fucking hot. Like, Jay, they just did all the classics. They just brought back all those, all those classic early two thousands joint songs they had. And I'm like, man, this is fucking hot. Like, I can't wait to go to more concerts like this this year. And meanwhile, you know, there was a there was a, a clown makeup waiting for me with such hopes that I didn't know about, but. Do I can't wait in like a year from now hearing shit like, you know, catching a Deftones concert, maybe scrounge together $400 to catch the weekend concert. <laughs> I don't know. It'd probably be up there. But, dude, I can't wait. Like, I, I think we got to find a way to catch a Bad Bunny concert is where I'm getting at, man, in the future. In the, oh, like a year oh absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be a great celebration. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I love my, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love, I love that shit. You know, it resonates with me. Uh, another thing that kind of slept through this year, man, I don't know if you knew about this, but Jay Electronica released his debut studio album. He did. He did do that. Yeah. I did not check it out. I've been waiting. I guess in general, people have been waiting for 12 years, I feel, for him to finally drop that album. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he can he can wait for me to listen to it. But did, so did you check it out the entire thing? Uh, I listened to about two songs so far, and uh, I have to say I'm a fan, man. It's uh. It was worth the wait, at least in my opinion, at least for the two I heard. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's not that long. I think it's like in total about thirty nine minutes or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's not bad, not bad at all. I think I heard. Uh, I ended up listening to Ghost of I think Soldier Slim, uh, and then the song Flux Capacitor, and those two I really liked. So I'm gonna listen to the rest of the album. But yeah, Jay Electronica finally dropping that debut album. Uh, 2020 who, who would have known that of all the years it'd be 2020 but he did he ended up doing it it's uh it's not bad so far okay all right i'll check it out um yeah i feel like he always had bars 
I don't think I was always in line with his kind of more spiritual content, but I don't know. His bars always followed, so I'm, I'll I'll check it out. I need it. I need yeah. a, uh, I need a new album to explore. I kind of exhausted my uh, my usual ones. Like uh, I was bumping Kid Cudi's "Man to the Moon," "Man, Man on the Moon 3, I think it is. Class, it's classic. Yeah, yeah. It's good vibes. It's good vibes. I, I don't think anything has topped his first "Man on the Moon," but it, I don't know. It was just like a special place of freshman year college that album drops and then just those tracks just vibed with the emerging adulthood feels we had pursuit of happiness all that classic cutty cuts of like self-doubt self-loathing in a sense but still celebrating despite your feels that felt uh, that's not only relevant now but that's relevant definitely in college and uh a lot of those themes are still are still all over his albums but yeah, Cuddy had a had a had a good addition too. Um Listen, I, I listen to Cuddy every time I need to get pumped, especially that album came out our junior year. I think it was called Indica Indica. And what if his I feel like that's the most slept on album he has, but he had this really tight song on it with uh with Riza from Wu Tang clan called Bees. And it starts off by Riza saying, Who could take an empty cup, a single a single buck of stroke of luck? Fuck around and reconstruct it up to a million bucks. In God we trust, every part of us is marvelous. You crusty crab crab squad, y'all will rust. Y'all ain't hard enough. And like honestly, right. in the spirit of the magic con, just like the hardest fucking bar that you could start a, a song with. It just All gets right. me hyped every time I listen to it. So I actually listened to that song recently during COVID. Uh, cause let's be honest. I mean, you and I have talked about it. One of the beautiful things about music is it can inspire all kinds of emotions. And I think part in particular for COVID, people have been really just finding ways to keep busy at home. And one of them is working out. Uh, I've worked out at home. You work out at home. Um, I've created a new playlist. I think every month I've updated it, actually, uh, my workout playlist. And that's always on there. Bees is always a track on there. So music has definitely, especially during COVID, gotten me through just finding ways to meditate and relax through working out. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about music in itself is it's just kind of magical how it can make you feel certain things depending on the lyrics, the beat, the tone, etc. Yeah, it it sets your tone. It definitely gets you into that move, mood. Um yeah, I have like like from working out in my living room, I like to have like music videos on in the background. So in between sets, I can vibe out to the visuals and obviously the tunes. Um, and yeah, there's been some really good ones. Like, uh, you know, Mr. Pop Star himself, Drake, has got some good singles this past year. Uh, you know, I, I fucks with the whole, you know, working on the weekend, like usual kind of stuff. Uh, or what's that? What's the one he had with Cali? Um, who, pop Star. Yeah, Pop Star. I, I love that joint. <laughs> it's just a good ass fucking hype joint. Uh just it's just like the music video i love because it's justin bieber playing a part of drake so he's rapping drake's lyrics uh the entire time um and it starts off with dj cali like hounding drake to make a video you know there's obviously covid shit's happening but he really wants drake so he keeps calling him and drake has this whole little skit of like like fuck man i already gave you a song like he just keeps asking for more it's always like another one and another one honey 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 another one and he just he calls in a favor for Justin Bieber to do the video for him. And it's it's funny. Like, Drake has gotten way more comfortable with his comedic chops in videos. 
Uh, and it's, it's just been good. It's just been a good time to watch stuff like that. Um, the baby, I don't know how much you listen to the baby, but I become a fan of the baby. He's, uh, he's kind of all over the place. He keeps dropping two albums a year. So he has a lot of tracks out there now, but he has a really fun flow. It's kind of almost unpredictable. It has like double time pace. Uh, but then he always like throwing, he throws in like a little, I don't know, melody in between those verses and it's good. Like, I think he's a, he's a pretty decent rapper. He's, he's young as fuck, I think, but yeah, the baby has had some pretty good tracks out there. I definitely recommend, uh, giving him a, a listen if you want some shit with some bop in it. I really do like the baby cause he just doesn't waste fucking time in his tracks. Like he just immediately goes quick. Like, I don't think any of his songs last more than three minutes max. Uh, but the flow is just like you said, it's crazy, very aggro. So I tend to listen to a lot of the baby when I'm uh, when I'm working out as well. But let, let me ask you a question, man, because I've actually I just recently heard him featured on a bunch of songs. He tends to feature a lot. Yeah. Uh, but one of the ones I really heard him on was uh, Megan Thee Stallion, which is uh, man, I forgot the name of the track, but it talks about went 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 and it just talks about. Uh, I mean, Megan's whole whole verse in that song, it's a Megan song originally, is about, you know, that typical, my pussy is worth, like, everything, and this is how I'm a player, and this is how I, you know, this is how I handle people when they're too thirsty, etc. Like, just kind of those braggadocious sex lyrics. Yeah. Uh, he tends to feature on a lot of those, and for me, that has a special place in my heart, but this is this is this is really just something I feel like resonates with everyone. We all know everyone out there has like a a sex playlist, whether it be on Spotify or, you know, I guess some people still use Pandora or it's just your own private collection. But come on, everyone I'm sure has a has a sex playlist. You oh, got to yeah. tell me, man. What's what's your top five for your sex playlist? Uh, man, I'll pull up my sex playlist right now. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, th- there's like. I have like my slow jams playlist, which is, you know, a little more foreplay. It's hard to fuck to the pace of an R&B song, personally. It's just they'd they be really long strokes, um, not <laughs> not really the pace. I want to go the entire time. But uh, yeah, I like like David, like David Banner is definitely on my sex playlist. I know. I have. Oh, some, my David, goodness. You know, some, some play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got do you gotta have play on that on that on that fuck list on that fuck tracks, um, fuck that, it list. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of the the most recent one I had. I think the most recent one was um, I, I think I think it was a white guy. But he has that song "Best on Earth." Oh yeah, uh, Russ. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Russ. Uh, dude, I fucks with that song. That's that's like a you know it has a you know a, a track from a dude, track from a girl, and it's all about. You know, her ass fatter than fat, plus she got good throat. Sit that cat in my lap. I gave her good strokes. Like, it's just literally all about pussy and dick and fucking, which is the key element for most <laughs> tracks on uh, on the fuck list. So uh, that, that's, a, that's a more recent one. Uh, there's that Big Sean song from like four or five years ago. Where it's like something like, if I could quit my job and fuck you all day, then I would, then I would. Yeah. Are you sure it's that one? I, I thought for sure you'd be fucking to like you little stupid ass bitch. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> that's really really aggressive anti. That's like that's a hate fuck song. 
Like <laughs> when both that's of you angry are, sex music. Yeah, like you're both pissed off at each other. You don't like each other, but you still agree to make fuck. up sex. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what yeah. you put. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, those are those are some. Uh, oh, what's your fantasy? You know, that's a classic. Oh yeah, some cut, ago. some cut. Yeah, eh, 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 some eh, Trillville eh, on there. Some R. Kelly. I know R. Kelly has been pretty shitty. Nah, I'm not fucking R. But... Kelly. I'm not fucking R. Kelly. Are you are you are you like boycotting R. Kelly now? Like no you know, more fucking his music. I was because you because you know some kid. You know a whole generation has been born to some R. Kelly music. You can't even lie. Yeah, our our generation. You and I. Uh, <laughs> we uh, I had this conversation with with Matt actually. Uh, I think yesterday about where's the line of toxicity of an artist their art and when do you stop consuming the art if at all and mostly we, i think we just kind of draw the conclusion of we, we all just draw those arbitrary lines of when we can no longer disconnect the art from the artist and you don't want to promote them anymore and i i've reached that with art kelly i think from everything that has been brought up not for i i, I as like i gave this example to matt too I remember being at clubs and, you know, throughout my clubbing years, if Ignition Remix comes on, everyone is really happy. You grab your drink, you get the fuck on the dance floor, you sing together, you dance together. But I remember they played that song, well, maybe last time I was in a club, like uh, maybe a year ago, and Ignition Remix came on. And at first, because out of instinct, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I gotta get on the dance floor, find someone to dance with. This is my shit. But then immediately I'm like, oh wait, it's R. Kelly. I don't want to promote joy with R. Kelly music because he seems like a monster, and you know I don't want to be fucking with R. Kelly tracks. So, and that's he, saying a lot to anyone in the audience because I I knew Randy since we were kids in fucking what preschool, like kindergarten, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, Randy's been saying, I want to stick my key in your ignition, unironically, <laughs> since 2003, I think. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I bring up all the shit. Um, <laughs> you won't forget. Uh, it's true. No, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, so he's like, he's on that list that I've made of like the, the monster is has surpassed the art, so I can't listen to it. And enjoy it. Same with Michael Jackson tracks. Thriller is obviously an amazing album, but it's like I, I can't, I can't separate the art from the artist. So I, I don't fuck with Mike Jack uh, songs. Uh, Not even Jackson Five. You know what? Little Michael is hard. I had this conversation too. I was like, "Did did you listen to songs <laughs> of Michael Jackson before he turned into a, a, a accused monster?" Before the fucking, you know, like yeah. if, if can you listen to Little Mike songs? I, like, who was already dealing with his own abuse? Is that okay to listen? I don't know. I just kind of it's. I, I I might I might tolerate some Jackson Five because it kind of predates it, but also it's like I don't, I don't I don't fucking know. Um, that's probably at most I would listen to is Little Michael singing ABCs, maybe. Um. But yeah, it's that's why it's difficult. So you know, can't include R. Kelly anymore personally. But it's difficult. It's difficult. Like, uh, like so many people have grew up on stuff like like Kanye West. Kanye West is probably a very topical 
a lot of people have gone through some shit listening to Kanye West. They've been raised on Kanye West music. And, you know, he's that old Kanye, man. I love that old Kanye. The entire college uh, just series of albums. Uh, You know, he came out really hot when we were in middle school. You know, he had Jesus Walks dropping when we were like in seventh grade. And it just kept blowing up from there. And a lot of his songs was, you know, the. A, a, a perspective of the black experience that was uh, the the centerpiece for most Kanye songs, most Kanye commentary is just the black experience, and for him to go from that to what he is now, which you know is a pseudo Trumpian megalodon capitalist, is it's it's heartbreaking for. I think a lot of Kanye fans, and I'm like, at what point do you stop fucking with Kanye songs because of who he is as a person? Uh, Man, I stopped I fucking know. with Kanye since 808 and Heartbreak. All right, so <laughs> I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> That's fair, but then he did come out with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and then everyone had, everyone had to jump back on for that. Like You had to. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, you know, you're right. That was, that was a dope album. I, I can't lie. That was a dope album, but... Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So I get all that, man. I truly, I, I truly agree with you on that one. But uh, in terms of my top playlist for sex, it's come, it's it's a little more, old, it's a little more new school for me, to be honest. I've had a lot of Ty Dolla Sign lately on okay. my sex playlist. That's, that's fair. <laughs> like hottest in the city, nothing like your exes. Like those are those are bops, man. Spicy. Like come on, Ty Dolla Sign is just. I think he's the new less shitty version of R. Kelly. Like, at least until hopefully nothing comes out. But, you know, you never know. You never know. But it's a lot of tied dollar sign lately. Um, right. Like I said, a lot of a lot of the weekend. Um, and, you know, honestly, just a lot of old, like, 70s music. Like that old 70s style. Um, R&B type jazzy music. Like, I'm really into that. Uh, what's that one song? Uh, I think it's like Steve Ayers or something. That's like... Uh, ain't no time in the sunshine. Dun, 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 dun. Like that's that's a perfect love making song. Okay. Um, I feel like there's a big distinction too. Like there's, is it Rob Ayers? Anyways, I feel like there's a huge distinction between a fucking playlist and a love making playlist. Like, do you make that distinction with your playlist? Like, do you do you separate those two, or are they just kind of all encompassing, and you just change the pace of the strokes? As the playlist changes, uh, you know, I, I kind of prefer to fuck without music. First of all, like personally, better choose between fucking with music or without music. I prefer to fuck without music. I just, I, I like the music of 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 cheeks clapping. That's my favorite songs. Is hearing the cheeks clap. Yeah, I'll take that over snares anytime. But when I do have music on, uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, like I do have some like foreplay music just to get the mood going, which is I think the last time I was like trying to set the mood with music, I had bachata playing. So I just had a lot of, you know, 2000s, 2010s bachata playing in the background. So a lot of, you know, Royce and um, a a lot of the classics out there. Uh, Some of the new age stuff from Romeo uh, Santos. So bachata, but Beyond like my like I have the hip hop kind of specific <laughs> my playlist is called Sheep Freaks. 
on Spotify. I'm looking at that's it right great. Now. It's called that's Freak. that's fucking great. That's a hashtag. That's the hashtag for this episode. Sheet hashtag Sheep Freaks. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but I also have I have a dance hall playlist. Um, and I like I like using dance halls to background music to fuck. If I if I have any music on while flax, you fucking dance hall is really good to have it. Just the the pace for dance hall is intense grinding on the dance floor. It's it's all it's all about genitalia rumpus energy. <laughs> That's what dance hall is in in its in its beat and its tone and how it's danced to. A lot of twerk friendly jams for dance hall. So that transfers pretty well and while you're fucking is just you know <laughs> I mean I, I probably won't want to put on bend over as much. You know, that's that that might wear me out a little bit, but it's just like there are like sensual songs like Tempted to Touch that has that R and B flavor. Even has a reggaeton remix with Daddy Yankee. There's one of those too. Yeah. And reggaeton too. Like reggaeton dance hall, I think are the vibes that both have like the romanticism built into it. But then the pace is faster than some kind of, you know, bump and grind level song, which is just like, you know, very romantic but very slow. I, I like medium to almost fast pace when I'm fucking and dance hall I think provides that pretty well. You know, I agree with you. I feel like dance hall also daggering. You remember daggering, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Bend over, bend over, bend over. Heat it, 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 heat it. Yeah. That'll wear me out if I play that too many times, but you know, you throw that in there for a minute. So switch it up a bit. Oh man, I have I haven't been daggering in a minute. Have you have you have you been daggering like any time in the last three years? Uh I don't think since I've moved out Hey, you know, I think in Charlotte I had some clubs that were daggering friendly. Uh okay. that was that was mostly that was definitely mostly college. Um that was a lot of pain, honestly. <laughs> Just like <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's always funny when you're daggering because you there's a limit for everyone where you're just like, oh my God, the body is broken and frail, but the spirit is willing. And you just have to fight through that shit, at least to the end of the song, because no one wants to bitch out and like stop daggering midway. Like that's just I feel like that's the worst sin you can commit to uh to reggae music. So uh, I've definitely reached that point, uh, but yeah, I haven't daggered since like college, man. So it's, uh, it's been it's been a good while, I have to say. But um, I have to ask, and again, this is more of a question I'm gonna pose to the to the audience listening for this episode. But you know what the biggest bop of all time is? Hmm. Fucking Goofy Goober. <laughs> I'm a Goofy Goober. Rock. Dun, 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 dun. You remember that track, man? Can we just can we just say that that was a bop? That's the most underappreciated bop I think of all time. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, I second like that. I still fuck with that song. Yeah. Like it'll it'll come on randomly and I'll 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 be jamming to it. Dude, yeah, that song goes hard. That's like the second best. That's like top three SpongeBob songs of all of all time. <laughs> it's like. It's like uh, it's at the same level as Doja Cat for me right now. Like, there's some random Doja Cat songs I like that I'll listen to on occasion, and then there's fucking Goofy Goober. Like, just it just comes on. Um, That's actually your your sex playlist. It goes in between Doja Cat. And, it yeah, facts. <laughs> <and> SpongeBob <laughs> soundtracks. 
You fucking no. Listen, if you're fucking to the pace of, of the campfire song, you going hard. I'm just saying, like, oh my, that's a workout, man. <laughs> that's a workout song. C a m p f i r e s o n g song. Oh my god. I at the end by the end of it. I, I will be fucking like Patrick sounded when he tried to keep up to the pace. He just sweat. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. See, well, insert. Song. <laughs> so, it sounds like the end of sex, usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insert sound clip for that here. You know. <laughs> that's. No, I, dude, that's. Yeah. Talk about like yeah. top, top SpongeBob song. Like, there, there's an obvious one, I think. The, the obvious one, best one. But I think. Is it fun? You know that that that's hot. That's not number one, not at all. That's a well, good one, though. That's a good one. That, I mean, yeah. it's hard to find bad ones. But the the second best SpongeBob song of all times is the uh, the one when SpongeBob is working at Plankton's Chum Bucket, and him and Mr. Krabs are 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 longing to work together again, and they're singing that a song. Grill, just a grill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fries should be fries either way. I sing that song some like all the time, almost like from still. <laughs> SpongeBob has bops. I'm sorry, it, re- it really does. SpongeBob like, tracks uh, go hard, like Electric Zoog. You remember that one from the Jellyfish episode? Or no, when the they thought Mr. Krabs was a robot. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that and also the the jellyfish when they were they had like the rave party. Oh my god. So good. Getting in them jellies. I think they re-released they ended up re-releasing or they ended up releasing that actual album, I think, a few years ago, where they took the SpongeBob songs, remastered them, and released them on Spotify. So I think you can actually go back and listen to some Music. of those. But um Alright. So so I have another question for you, man. And, and again, all these questions I pose to uh to on any audience member. So I mean just the one person listening, maybe. But um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done to a playlist in the background? And then I guess I should just add a second question to that. What's the weirdest thing you've done during the pandemic while music was playing in the background? That's a toughie. I mean, I don't, I don't know what will qualify as a weird thing I've done with music in the background. I just feel like. Oh no, you you start. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know what would qualify as a weird thing I've done. Well, okay. Here's here's a here's a common one, at least for me. But have you ever jerked off with music in the background? Oh sure. I mean that's. Oh, I don't think that's weird. I think it's as weird as having sex with music on, or at least it should hmm. be. Okay. It, sh- it should right. be as weird as that. Um. But have you ever I, I don't do to, it common. common. Have you ever listened to music while porn is playing? Because I feel like, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, right? Because a lot of the time you don't care what they're saying in porn. I mean, sometimes you do, but sometimes oh, I, most- I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of the words. If someone's really into the into the dirty talk, yeah, I, I want to hear every syllable. Hit me with interesting. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind. I mean, it, it's unique for each person. But yeah, like weirdest thing, weirdest thing you've ever done with music or a playlist playing in the background. Um, I've never gotten my ass beat to a soundtrack, as Chappelle would say, would say, because there's nothing worse than that. Uh, but that must be pretty embarrassing. It's like you're getting your ass beat to like Rough Riders playing in the background or Rough Riders anthem. That would be shitty. 
Like, do you have any stories like that? No, I mean, neither of us really get into fights at all because we're smart. Um, so I mean, no. we're good. We're good Christian boys. Is that what you're trying to say? We're good boys, good Satanist <laughs> boys. Uh, but that's how ha- that like that happens to people all the time, right? Every time I go to a club, at least every other time I've went, there's been a fight at the club. So someone's getting their ass beat the Doja Cat out there. It's always to knock if you buck. Well, you have to fight at that song. Like, that's what it's made for. <laughs> I think, uh, I think the worst time beyond fights, like certain songs, like require uh, an attitude. Like, like for example, if "Move Bitch Out the Way" comes on, then you, you kind of have more confidence walking through crowds and shit, right? Like, you're like, all right, well, Ludacris is giving me the script to get people out of my way. I have to act accordingly. Can we just talk about how ridiculous the lyrics to that song are? Like, for instance, Mystical. What the fuck happened to Mystical? Here I come. Here I come. Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) Don't Don't try, bitch. Move. (laughs) I I love it. His energy is just off the off the fucking charts. (laughs) Bitches want me to fuck him. True, true. Like, (laughs) come on. Like, I don't understand where this hostility is coming from, Mystical. Um, (laughs) bitches in his way. Yeah, yeah. I just man, Ludacris has some crazy. Like, just like his name suggests, he had some really hilarious videos. Um, I love Ludacris. Yeah, that was he was one of my favorite rappers back in the day as a kid. Yeah, I think he gets slept on because people refer to him as more of a comedic rapper than anything. But no, nah, he went hard, man. He has some. He has some anthems. Still does. Um, but I will say this. I feel like Netflix, I'm going to use Netflix as an example here. Uh, But Netflix in general has gotten really specific with their playlist. They're like, oh, well, do you like jumping rope and blowing bubbles? Well, then here are some movies that you may like. I feel like people get pretty specific with their playlists as well for different situations. Uh, What about for you, man? Like, do do you tend to make a lot of playlists? And if you do, like, what's the craziest labeled one? Oh sure, I'll open that. I make a lot of playlists. Like when Spotify does the year-end wrap-up, it's usually just songs in my playlist, which makes sense, and it's kind of the same fucking songs I try to update. Um, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you mine right now. Mine, mm-hmm. I have a specific playlist called "Twerking in the Shower," and it's just <laughs> it's just full of a bunch of ratchet ass music that I would never feel comfortable listening to in public, but I do in my shower, and I twerk to that shit. So there you that. go, people. You're welcome. You I know a little that. bit more about my life. Dude, I'm I'm so glad you have that. That makes me happy. Um tell you about Sheet Freaks. Sheet been, Freaks, yeah. Been through that one. Um I have one called <laughs> I have one called Moving Like Bernie. And that's just all <laughs> like those those stance specific hip hop songs. You know, the fucking cat daddy and nay nay and crank that. God, lean with a rock with us on here. God, you're a jerk. That's still a bop. Lean with a rock with it. That it song is. will never get old. It is lean with it, rock with it. As and as a middle schooler, I hated that song. Sort like I was a rap snob, so I'm like, this isn't good hip hop. Therefore, this song fucking sucks. But then I started to go to things called like Teen Nights, where they have like parents just drop off their teenagers. Nightclub for children. Exactly what it was. Cause then we just that's like what that's one of the first times someone's ever grinded on me. 
I just wanted to talk to this girl. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's dance. I'm like, sure. And then she started grinding her ass on me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is nice. I like this. this I'm going to do this throughout my entire 20s. <laughs> Can I have more, please? Yeah. <laughs> and then they would put us in timeout if they saw us grinding on each other, as they should. They should separate us. But Leave like, room for Jesus. <laughs> but when Lean with a Rockwood, it came on in that. That was my first instance of junk food songs using that metaphor of I did not like Lean with a Rock. I didn't like them franchise boys and the likes. But in the club setting where I realized I'm trying to dance with girls, that song was hot as fuck. And I realized there was a time and place for them franchise boys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, movie like Bernie's that one. I have one called uh, Mondays, which has a lot of uh, like uh, Marilyn Manson type songs, Corn and Slipknot, Rob Zombie. I, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, you know, Disturbed, all that kind of stuff. That's usually how I feel on Mondays. That's, that's the Bro, problem. for the longest time in high school, I used to hate waking up in the morning. And there's this one corn song that starts off by saying, wake the fuck up, but really loud and screaming. And that used to be my fucking my fucking alarm clock in the morning. It's like corn yelling, wake the fuck up. And it did it for me. So listen, I get it. I like it. I like it. That's that's how it should be. Um, yeah, I got slow jam, suave mode, which is all my Latin, like salsa, bachata, uh, merengue, casomba songs. Uh, but yeah, I think she freaks is the one I'm most proud of. Uh, definitely she freaks. I could tell you were giddy as fuck when you came up with that title too. You're like, "Ha, ah, that's perfect, sheep freaks." I was. I had like a a, a coworker slash good friend. She also like like those ratchet fucking hip hop songs. We were just trading what we should add to such a playlist. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, definitely, definitely. Let us know. Also, anyone listening, what what's the craziest playlist you've ever, I guess, named. And uh, tell us any funny stories that involve some of your playlists. Do you have a breakup playlist? Like, Do you sit someone down at some point knowing you're going to break up with them and like, all right, I have a playlist for this to ease them into it. <laughs> uh, like, I'd be curious about some shit like that. Uh, like, di- For instance, dinner. I feel like when you go to restaurants, they have a very specific type of music that they play in the background. It's like very uh, jazzy or instrumental or classical kind of music. Uh, also elevators like i've never been in an elevator that was playing some Lil john or like something hype it's always something really forgettable but also really catchy so that when you get off the elevator it's just kind of like stuck in your head um so yeah what is the weirdest i, I pose this question to the audience what is the weirdest fucking song you've ever heard um like in like you just weren't expecting it in a certain situation what was it I mean, that's fair. I, I would love to. Once we do own buildings, finally, uh, Malum Pictures Inc., we should definitely have that kind of elevator music. I <laughs> would just like, you know, have some, uh, have some crunk elevator. Have some, yeah. <laughs> have some TI and shit. Like, I'll be down with that. I'll be down with that. <laughs> like, it's just a party in the elevator. Uh, just every part of the building <laughs> is an experience. <laughs> Just blasting RTJ in the elevator. It's like you hit every floor on the way up or down just to just to listen to the rest of the playlist. That's exactly. the vibe I want to strike. <laughs> That's what I'm after here. Uh, and if you like crying, there's like a sad one that plays like Ed Sheeran and shit. You could like whatever. But it's the elevator for your mood. 
At you imagine playing an elevator at Mallow Mansion, Eminem, um, at Eminem. It's coming soon. Just like Detox. Um, I will say this. Can you imagine uh, another album that I feel like was slept on, at least by us, uh, until quite recently, was the new Ghost Main album. Talk about it, a unique artist. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Ghost Main yet. Yeah, we had a whole little session of Bump in his new album. Exactly. Um, he just has... I feel like he's the the new generation's Marilyn Manson. Like, if you check out Ghost Main, you'll see how he started off. He just started off as this kind of SoundCloud rapper, same as... Uh, like Suicide Boys or Bones or any of those groups of people. And then he just kind of came into this new fusion of, I don't know what, how to describe him. Is it like dark, dark, me- dark metal and like hip hop? Uh, but it's just such a yeah. unique blend. Like he takes everything you liked about Marilyn Manson and then he, he infuses kind of like Southern uh, Busy Bone or Crazy Bone type of, flow in terms of rapping to it it's really unique uh probably one of the most interesting albums of 2020 for me but uh yeah it's just definitely worth a listen go check out some ghost man what was your impression with those songs man we were bopping out to it i think last week yeah it's a very specific sound it's exactly what you said it's like metal rap heavy heavy marilyn manson influence and now his look also has completed the transformation of being hip hop metal Mar- Marilyn Manson, uh, but it works really well. It works really well. Like he he does the double time flow when he is being a lyricist while having these gothic dark beats that mesh well. It's a there's no way everyone would like this sound, but. It works with definitely with our sensibilities of liking stuff like Marilyn, but also loving those those trap beats as well. And it it blends really well. And then he has these off kiltered videos that accompany a lot of those music videos where it's kind of these dark uh, pseudo horror gothic vibes to them that, again, plays to our sensibilities. So not only are you jamming, but you're you're watching these old disturbing Disney shorts that are way more warped than anyone realized played to this gothic rap metal song. And it's, I love it. I love it. I feel like anyone who's a, obviously a fan of hip hop fan of the, that dark rock Marilyn was bumping and, or a fan of horror, the horror genre would fuck with ghost Um, Cause yeah, we definitely do. But yeah, man, let's, uh, you know, just kind of go back to that question I posed to you. Have you ever had a moment where you're just like, wow, this situation totally doesn't fit this song that's playing in the background, but it's hilarious. Has that ever happened to you? That's actually always my favorite, my favorite mix of things. Like, I think that's what make, that's what makes horror trailers sometimes really good. Like the classic, this is a really friendly song in a really dark situation. They don't match and that's why it works. Um... I, I mean, I'm I'm sure this has happened, but like, I, okay, so going back to like trying to set the mood and shit. Um, I had like I was playing uh, what I thought was my playlist, but it was actually just like a like a radio track. So it, it was weird to hear. Like first, it was like just bachata playing, which is really typical. 
Uh, but then for some reason, it jumped out to like, I don't know, like that Gwen Stefani band she used to be part of. For I, I don't understand how that song got mixed in with Romeo Santos. But it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I don't know what you're saying. Whatever that that one is, don't tell me that I'm hurt. So that didn't really didn't really fit the vibe specifically. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Any uh, any conflicts of tracks with the foreground of your life? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, I think one of the funniest. <laughs> One of the funniest situations I had was quite recently. Um, so obviously for the for, for the reasons of discretion, I can't reveal more detail. But it's safe to say I was working. I, I work as a teacher currently. And uh, I was actually teaching a class quite recently. And I was, uh, I was in lecture. And randomly, you know, because of COVID, you have to teach online slash hybrid for a lot of students. I was asking a student online a certain question, and I guess this one person forgot that they had music bumping in the background. So when they unmuted themselves in like this very uh, like academic kind of setting, you just hear Danny Brown rapping in the background, and it's just <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Because you you and I both know Danny Brown pretty well, pretty well, and his lyrics are super raunchy. They're really just meant to kind of be in your face. Uh, I mean, we bump to his songs pretty often in college. I, I still I still bump to Danny Brown as well. But it was just such a weird juxtaposition for me. I just wasn't expecting it. But I recognized Danny Brown. I was just like, well, clearly Danny Brown isn't the answer in this situation. And they all thought it was fucking hilarious, but... Yeah, I think that in recent memory is the weirdest situation I've ever been in where just the mood did not fit the song playing in the background. It's talking about like pussies and like fucking a girl and all this other stuff. Yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I uh I think last year the first time I, I came up with like a like all right, I gotta do my fucking taxes, so let me just bump some very aggressive aggro rap in the background. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. Was oh the my best god. way to do your taxes. I I I realized last year. Yeah. I remember uh <laughs> I fuck the IRS playlist. Um <laughs> do you just imagine everything's deductible playlist. Uh that reminds me of when I was taking uh some law classes back in the day. And without even thinking about it, I had made a playlist and I looked back at the playlist. I'm like, huh, this is weird. Every single song that I'm listening to while studying these law books is actually about saying fuck you to the police. <laughs> First of it's all, the weird fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Huh. Exactly. It's the weirdest, it's the weirdest contrast, and I fucking loved it. So I totally understand. I feel like we do a lot of that shit subconsciously too. Uh so yeah, I mean just look at look at current times. How many times I'm sure have we sat down and just vibed to songs and maybe sipped on some drink uh or just had some food or just, you know, sat down and meditated to some music, especially during COVID. Like just fucking lifesaver moments thanks to music this particular year in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I my showers, I'm pro I'm fucking up the environment. I'm sorry. My showers are definitely like fifty minutes longer than they should be. Because I have, I, I will curate 
the songs in general I want to listen to for my <laughs> what should be a five minute shower. And then the playlist will just be so fucking hot. I got to keep going. You know, like I've, I've been I've been clean for 20 minutes now, but I can't leave the shower. It fits this playlist so well. I got to stay buck ass naked for this buck wild track that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing right now. Um, yeah. Music, baby. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I get I think this year more than ever has convinced me that there's a time and a place for all kinds of music. I know back I not even back in the day, quite recently, you hear that debate of, well, everything's kind of mumbly slash really poppy and good music is kind of dead. I mean, I, maybe at some point I used to fall for that kind of logic, but no, man, it's it's all about a mindset. I think if, if there's anything we've discovered uh, during this year and with this episode is that music is all about the mindset and it really depends how you're feeling. But really, any song can kind of uplift you, can inspire you, can break you down, can turn you on, turn you off. It it really depends. But yeah, man, that's really my closing thought for this episode. Music, highly important for this year. I'm sure we'll talk about more music in the future. But yeah, this was uh, this was a good year for some really good albums. Uh, not to sleep on the Nas album either. That was a really good one if you King's like classic. Disease. King's Disease. Yeah, if you ah. really like hip hop. Travis Scott releasing bops all year. Great music videos. Um, great music videos. Great music videos. Absolutely. Uh, Lady Gaga likes some of the songs on her new album. Uh, yeah, there's just just been just been a lot of really good stuff. I think it's because music in general for this year doesn't require as much person to person contact to create. So, really grateful. At least that's the part of twenty one of the parts of twenty twenty that I'm really grateful for. It's just really good fucking music. So let us know what your favorite album was, your favorite songs, weirdest playlist, weirdest situation in 2020 uh, where music kind of didn't contrast. But yeah, that's how I'm going to close it out for this episode. How about you, man? I'll say that I think one of my favorite memories of music is when you visited Denver and we were there with uh, with Mike in the stu- in his studio. Oh, absolutely. Making we were spitting bars. Yeah. Spitting bars. Yeah. We have some songs out there. And I, I miss that. Like, I definitely want to make some music. So hopefully we can have a Malum um, mixtape. Yes, exactly. Malum Magic Conch mixtape. So, you know, if anyone's interested in that, it doesn't matter because we're going to try to make it anyways. But I'm, I'm down. I'm fucking down. So we'll make some beautiful music together. Share it with the world. Um, and get through the rest of this year with a nice bop in our step. That's right. And that's really all you can ask for. Stay safe, guys. I mean, keep listening to some good tracks. Let us know what your recommendations are. But, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for this episode, man. Why don't you, uh, I guess, yeah, do the obligatory so we, uh, plug. We had a good time bopping. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> so behind the scenes shit as we're closing out we're, we, this year we tried new ways of past I don't know, few recordings recording ourselves we usually record separately then combine them but we wanted to try just recording our shit on discord make it a more seamless process and I record that through OBS um, so everything we said is recorded 
But about a half an hour ago, I realized it's streaming <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> so we've just been talking about music live on Twitch. So it was a oh <laughs> hell yeah, hello my Twitter people or my Twitch people. How are you doing? It was it was an accidental live, first ever live conch. Um, Look at that. <laughs> which in hindsight, I realized could actually I can actually put up like a an image in the background title it something and it can work out actually that can actually be a thing uh so i'm gonna have to download the shit from twitch but hey first ever live stream of the magic conch very accidental live stream um that's 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 beautiful we made music with our mouths and you guys were able to hear it live so look out for more whatever i'll, I'll just post more live shit i'm cool with that someone's gonna be really pissed when they're like this isn't phasmophobia <laughs> gameplay that was exactly i was like oh the title was so phasmophobia with it they've been talking about spongebob soundtracks for the last 27 minutes i don't know when they're going to play the game oddly uh, i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> i'm still with it but you know until next time we'll be talking about whatever the fuck is going to happen <laughs> in the rest of this year uh stay tuned till next week i'm sure some shit will pop off yeah and we'll be here to to, to deal with the pop off with you but this has been Magic Conch. Find all our work on the MalumPictures.com website. You can follow us. Which socials. is updated now. It is more updated than it was a week ago, and it'll continue to be. Um, find our socials. The Magic Conch is on Facebook, mostly uh, Malum Pictures as well. Listen to our other podcasts where we talk about movies and shows after the act. Find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Pictures. And yeah, stay bopping, our friends. Stay goofy, our goobers. Peace. Peace.